There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 5 of season 1 of Night Flyers. This was so weird. Oh yeah. I don't know, this whole season, I mean, obviously weird, just blanket coverage there. Yes, this has been a pretty interesting series to say the least, and I kind of hope they keep it up. I hope (sighs) it's not just a 10 episode, one and done type thing. Well, I mean, it was a short story, so I guess we'll see, because there's always stories they can go with. Right. But you got some ratings news for us. Yes, episode 5 brought in a 0.12 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.470 million viewers. Pretty good numbers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was the 95th rated cable show for the day, so... That's so crazy. Yeah. Must have had a whole lot of people watching something else on cable that day. <laughs> oh, well... We've said it before, the way they showed this one, a lot of people are probably binge-watching it, so they don't get the numbers. Right. So I guess we'll find out eventually. Yeah. All right, let's jump into episode five, Raywing. Lamy's talents come in handy for DeBrannon, Rowan, and Tessia develop a theory about alien life. I love these little <laughs> things. Okay. So shall we start with the probe? Let's do it. So Brandon and Rowan are kind of doing an autopsy on the pieces of probe that they still have. Right. It's so gross. Yes. <laughs> organic matter everywhere. Yes, because they're like pulling out pieces and he's like, oh, tooth. And they're collecting it. How weird is that? Yeah. Because he even says, you're essentially doing an autopsy on yourself. Right. But, you know, no matter what Rowan says to Brandon, it's like, no, I have to be here. This is important because the Vulcron is trying to tell us something. Right. Are they or are they trying to warn you off? Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good question, because right now it's hard to tell. I mean, you would think that with just what they've found out about the probe so far, that maybe it's not quite so friendly. <laughs> right. I'm thinking this is not good. I don't know. I feel like DeBrannon, no matter what happened, unless he actually seen his face squished into the thing. Right. He wasn't going to back off. No, no. Even if this is like a giant red flag warning. Hello. It's like, I don't know what else they can do. Right. Was it a shot across the bow? What do you think? If or it you wouldn't think we'll have, find out more. Yeah. If it wouldn't have popped up in his cabin, I think it probably would have been a shot across the bow. But because it did show up in his cabin, that took something else to get it to that to be right there. So I think they're wanting to communicate one way or the other. Hmm. Now, yes, it may be 
for nefarious reasons because they know that, hey, you put grow some organic material that's got his DNA in it. He's going to be that much more curious to make contact. And yeah, if they're bad guys, then, oh, we have some new free food. We'll take right. it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And things just keep getting a little stranger. Oh, absolutely. They did. Because Lamy's like, hey, I have a plan. Lamy, who has been super quiet up until now, right. you know, doing everything she needs to do, kind of keeping her head down. But she pops up with, we need to trap Cynthia. We need to, to get her out of the main systems, basically, so she can't mess with anything. Right, or kill any more people. True. Because, you know, we don't know. She could be killing other people, and we really don't have the information yet. Right. I mean, they could be locked up somewhere and Thale just didn't know. Well, what are we going to do? The firewalls are failing, so the only way we can do is do anything, is to go in there. And Lamy's the only person who can. Right. Which, Into this the crystal. is scary. Yes. Because <laughs> if she does it, she's taking everything with her. Yep. And what I didn't understand is Captain Eris suggesting Lamy go into the memory sphere. And... She ends up projecting the image, which we did see bits and pieces of earlier, mostly through Thale. Right. And it turns out it's a memory of her father. And it wasn't what I was thinking at all. Previously. Right. Yeah, absolutely not. Because apparently they're commune. There's no tech. And so he had kind of squirreled away a laptop. Right. And he's telling her, okay, well, we have to do this, but you know it's against the law, so we have to be quiet. And that was kind of creepy, but whatever. Then all of a sudden, they're all in there, and they're like, it's the law. And now he hid the the thing again, but I'm guessing they knew it was there. Right. They tie him down, and she has to break her father's hand with a hammer. Yeah. So that's what we've seen before, because she does. But the whole time, which was weird, her dad's like, it's okay. I love you. You're special. Do it. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just... Oh my gosh, I don't know how to wrap my mind around that. Well, he was he knew he was breaking the law all along by getting the tech for his daughter. And I'm assuming that he knew that, yes, if he got caught, it was going to come down to this. So he was prepared for it. God, that's just crazy, though. Yes, it is. To live in that kind of commune that requires that amount of obedience is not a good thing. No, and then to make his daughter break his freaking hands. Yeah. Oh, but I don't understand either why Eris thought this was a good idea for her to go in there, because now the mother knows all this. Right, but so she also knows. My head. Right, well, and this allows Lomi to know that Cynthia knows this and can't really use it against her. Oh, okay. At least that's what I was thinking when she did that was, yeah, let's go ahead and get this one deep, dark secret out of the way so Cynthia can't use it against her. So she can't manipulate it and right. change it. Oh, right. okay. Hmm. Well, I guess that makes sense. It was just at that, that moment, I'm like, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> yeah, I had to think about it for a while and try to make some sense of it as well. But yeah, I believe that it was... Basically, to keep Lomi safer, that Cynthia wouldn't be able to use that against her. And speaking of using stuff against them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
we go over to Thale, who apparently is bored. Yeah, poor thing. Well, first, a couple guards show up. I guess they're just checking on him. And there's blood everywhere. And next thing you know, we see them rushing him to, like, the sick ward. And all this craziness and blood everywhere. And I'm thinking somehow Cynthia got to him. Right. And, of course, Matheson shows up because she's freaking out. It's like, oh, God, what happened? Who did this? And he winks at her as everybody's trying to figure out where the blood's coming from. Right. And can't find anything. And then all of a sudden, she's like, everybody take a step back, close your eyes, and breathe. And nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That doctor was super pissed. Yes. (laughs) Who wouldn't be? I know. And I'm just like, wow, this is pretty messed up. Yes, it is. That is a a real bad trick to be playing on people. Because they're wasting supplies. You have a finite amount of supplies. Yeah. So you're wasting the supplies, and it's all because of some sick board game that you felt you had to go through. Right. Something to get your some entertainment for yourself, no less, right. at others' expense. Well, they had strapped him down, which he didn't fight because he had to play along. Right. And I love that because Matheson's like, you know what? You can just stay there and think about what you did. Yeah. And as she walks away, all of a sudden, I and I thought, again, here we go with something crazy happening. And it wasn't a person. But it turns out it was Murphy who's recovering from his burns because you just see like um, crutches. Right. I was like, oh, God, what's happening? Yeah. What's Thale going to do now? And he confronts Thale. And Thale's really got that attitude. Oh, absolutely he does. Yeah. But he's like telling him, you know, it's like a vacation thing, right? It was like a trip he was taking with his kids. And there happened to be an L5 on board who, when things started to get rough, started to amplify the fear. And everybody on board ended up like having crazy, I don't know exactly how to explain it. He said there was like all havoc broke loose. Right. And people were killing each, each other. other. Yep. And his kids died. Yep. And, you know, Thales trying to say it wasn't the girl's fault. She was too young for that power. He's like, yeah, but you never use your power for any good. And he mentions that he's forgetting the face of his children. Right. Which that's really hard. I'm sure. For yes. A parent. I mean, that's hard for anybody who loses somebody. Yep. After so long, when, when you just start like losing that little bit. And I was like really kind of breaking up. I was like, oh, man, you really feel for this guy. Oh, absolutely you do. And Phil at least had the good grace to look ashamed at that point. Right. So, I mean, kudos for that. But Matheson was listening. It's like, okay, I thought you stormed off. Right. But no, she just went around the corner and stood there to listen. And it gives her an idea that maybe... Thale can help with Lamy's plan. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know if that's a good idea. What if he just gets pissy and leaves her? But apparently he can be used as like an anchor to bring her back. Right. And to relay what's happening. Because obviously when Lomi's deep in, she's not going to be able to tell anybody anything. Right. I'm not sure how well it's going to work. I guess we'll find out. Right. And I think everybody else, when... Agatha comes in and suggests that they'll do that. 
she got side-eyed by almost everybody in the room. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> but DeBrandon finally gives in and says, yeah, let, let's go ahead and do this. And you go, don't get Lamy killed now. Right? Don't screw this up. up. And don't let Mommy out either. Yeah. <laughs> somehow she's coming through Lamy. I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who lately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as this is going on, you have Rowan who has been examining the cells that were in the probe and heads to the greenhouse to ask Tessia some questions. Hmm. What's this about? Right. That was all sorts of weird, too, because apparently she knew about what was going on. Well, sort of. Right. I'm like, does everybody know what happened? (laughs) Exactly. But when he starts throwing out ideas, when... They do go and look at the cells. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Because it's nothing I would have thought of. No, that the cells are communicating across galaxies. So are the Vulcran trying to talk to them or are they listening in? That's the scarier part. Yes. Because obviously if this is like, hey, we sent this to spy on you, it makes you think, all right, well, going back to Cynthia freaking out was that she was freaking out because she knew they were listening and knew it could be a problem Mm -hmm. or that she did not want to know or didn't want anyone to know about her. Right. Could be either one. (laughs) Right. So Lomi gets to go in and we get to see this awesome mansion, which reminded me kind of like the X-Men mansion. Right. And we find out that was Cynthia's grandfather or cynthia's father's house right and i'm like okay so she constructed this place to hide out where she grew up but it's not all sunshine and roses oh no because daddy dearest is there and that totally explains the very opening which i'm like what is with you see a little girl and you see a male figure walking around with like a a belt a strap right yeah And then when you look at his face, it looks like something out of a horror movie. Yes, it does. And then so when we're in here now with Lomi, we get to see the younger version of Cynthia, which is what we find out or who we find out it is. Right. And the older version, who apparently they're in the house together and they don't always agree on everything. But there's also a man who's behind a door that the older Cynthia doesn't want out. And she's doing everything in her power to keep Lomi away. Right. And creepy. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. The younger Cynthia didn't, she seemed scared, but not to the same extent. Right. Yeah. She was definitely seemed a lot more innocent than adult Cynthia. Yeah. But the older Cynthia decides she's going to attack Lomi, basically. Right. And... Oh, it got it got really like horror movie ish. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> like there's doors that won't open, and then all of a sudden she's running away and she goes upstairs and in and out of a door and she ends up right back in the same place where she was. And I was like, Oh my gosh. It was so weird too when you have like the bird inside the house. Right. And all of a sudden it turns into the older Cynthia. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, This is so creepy. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it gets so much more creepy. (laughs) Yeah. But then suddenly, like, Lomi wakes up. And you you have everybody there talking to her like, oh, yeah, you you got out. They all brought you out. But 
you've been knocked out for two days. And the little things here are where I was questioning right away. Right. Yeah. You, you have Thale in the room. Right. And really, Thale's just hanging out with you guys now? Right. And Mel and Eris. No Debanion. Right. And Mel saying little snide remark about, oh, she never finishes anything. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then I don't know if you've seen it, but like with Eris, there was kind of like a glitch almost, like his eye went all weird. Yep. And I was like, all right, is this some program? What the heck is happening? Right. But it was enough for Lomi to make her question things because then Mel ends up somehow showing her that Eris was watching them have sex. Right. Yeah, it was on a monitor. Okay, I'm like, like all of a sudden it just happens. Well, you knew that this wasn't actually happening. Right. But then all of a sudden everyone's Cynthia. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, doggies. And Cynthia's like, I just needed you distracted enough so I can figure out how to escape through the fireball. Yep. Oh, great. And when she does escape, all of a sudden you have Thale going, oh, mommy's out. He's calm. Dude, really? You're calm? Yeah. Probably not the time to be calm. This would be the time to freak out. Yeah. Because as I would be freaking out, all of a sudden we have other stuff happening. Yeah. You have Brandon reviewing that video that he didn't send to his wife yet. Right. And he's kind of thinking on Matheson some because apparently they're getting a little closer. Yeah, they used to be a thing. Yeah, and he had told her, apparently, about what his wife was doing back home. Yep. And she can kind of bond with him because she had a relative do it, and she kind of fell into nothingness. And as he's thinking about it, all of a sudden, we start getting reboots on computer systems. Yeah. That should be nothing but good. No. (laughs) No. Not at all. Because sure enough... Bannon's door locks and the oxygen starts leaving the room. I'm thinking, where are they venting the air to? Right. But it was at least good that it's like going off on the bridge. Right. Like a sensor. They're like, oh, this is the Brandon's quarter. Something's not right with the oxygen. Yeah. So Augie runs as fast as he can to get to Brandon's quarters. As does Matheson, because she had a weird little, like, vision. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, hold on a second. Yeah, wait just a minute here. So, she got some psychic ability as well, huh? Making me question things. Yes, it is. Because somehow I don't think Thale's helping her out here. No. Because he's but, so busy with Lomi, so he doesn't realize what's going on. Right. But, but they Augie, break down the door. Yeah, they basically, they get finally get the door open about, what, five seconds after his vitals go flatline. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, I understand you may not be a medical doctor, but is CPR not a thing in the future? Exactly. Because she's just like, wake up, wake up. CPR, woman, mouth to mouth, bring him back. Pound on that chest. Right? Something. (laughs) He does, spoiler alert, he does wake up. Yeah. (laughs) And he questions, how did Agatha know? She never says anything. No, she doesn't say a word. And they don't come back to that. No. No, they don't. 
and you go, hmm, could Carl have known all along? Ooh, interesting. All righty then. We'll have to keep an eye on that relationship. Yes, we will. So, of course, after Lomi's little stint with the crew that was actually Cynthia, she's back in the house and she is not happy. No. She has definitely got a look of, I'm going to get you this time, bitch. (laughs) On her face. Yeah, she was definitely kind of ticked. Yeah. And they find out that, yeah, that room upstairs, that's where Cynthia's fear is. It was kind of cool, too, when she goes up there because she's going to open the door. And young Cynthia was like, no, no, don't do it. But that's what it took for adult Cynthia to come back. Right, to show up. It's like, okay, now you have to come back out of all the systems to come in here and confront this. Right. And it was really, I thought, kind of cool how they did it. Because, of course, Cynthia suddenly brings what Lamy put into the memory sphere. Right. Into this moment. Yes. And she's like, no, it wasn't my father. It was the world that kicked me in the teeth. She opens the door and out comes Daddy Dearest. Yeah. (laughs) My daddy loved me. Yeah. I was like, oh. Snap. Right? This is bad. And he, like, drags Cynthia into the room, which was really creepy, too. Yes, it was. And then she, Lomi is like, all right, well, we're going to close and lock this up. Yeah. But she yells at young Cynthia to go run and hide. Yes. Which I didn't understand that. Is it just to try to keep the innocent part kind of separate? I guess that's what she was thinking, was that with an adult and child Cynthia, they had to be split up somehow. And I guess she was thinking that the little girl was the innocent part and that she didn't deserve having to deal with an abusive father like that. Mm-hmm. So that was my thinking on why she decided to let young Cynthia stay in Grey Wing, but not in the room with her father. And it was neat because all of a sudden she puts like this big, like she pulls up a computer system kind of in there and then puts this, I guess, another firewall right. to kind of barricade them in there. Yep. Like, okay, it doesn't look like you're getting out. No. And then Lamy emerges back into reality with Dale's help. Both of them looked a little shaken up, actually. Oh, absolutely. This was not easy for Thale to keep everything under control on his end. That's for sure, with all that going on inside the computer. So that was interesting that he did, though. So I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be a big thing. I think so. And yeah, it's it was good to see Thale do something good for once. Right. Not just like play tricks on people right so maybe there is some hope for him after all maybe yeah maybe so we go back to to brandon and we see him with the message to his wife and he hits send giving her permission to release all memories of himself well i pretty much figured she's doing that either way yeah but i think this was kind of like trying to clear his conscience. i think so too because Shortly thereafter, him and Matheson are in each other's embrace. Oh, yeah. That didn't take long. No, not at all. And then we see Thale back in the medical wing, and he sees Murphy in his 
cryogenesis tube or whatever it is. And he's just having an awful nightmare because he's twitching and moaning and just bad. Yeah. And and what we've seen, I wasn't sure if that's like what happened and that's why he's seeing it or what. And mm-hmm. then with Theo, like how he responded. Right. I was a little confused. Yeah. Well, what Thale did was he went ahead and I'm assuming that Murphy was dreaming about losing his kids. Okay. Nightmare. And what Thale did was Thale gave him some peace. He See, he did seem to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he put his hand on the tube and apparently thought of a good thought and send it to Murphy. See, that's what I wasn't sure if he was like trying to take away the nightmare or if he like was kind of reaching deep down into Murphy's memories to help bring the the vision of his kids' faces back. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he... Because they don't explain it. No, they don't. And it could have been either one, but I kind of thought it was just giving him some peace, maybe not getting that deep into him to try to give him that view of his kids again, but it, he could have. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and then, and then. The two almost lovebirds have a confrontation and Lomi tells Mel to leave her alone. Especially because Mel had like no issues. She's like, how long did you know he was watching us? Right. She's like, he's watching everybody. Yeah, like no big deal. No big deal. And nope, that wrong thing to say, Mel. Right. She's like, it's a big deal to me. Yeah. And I had no say in what you decided to give away as our secrets. Right. Oh, ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a burn there. And the final scene. Oh, my God. Well, we still got to check in with Rowan and Tessia as they're deciding whether or not these cells are communicating across great distances and whether or not they're trying to talk to the human race, or sending messages back to the Vulcran. Yeah, I kind of already covered that. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I don't know. That's still was, crazy. Yeah. But that was, that's crazy to think about that, but you don't realize it unless you're, like, super into nature. Like, you're not paying attention that, yeah, like he said, ants, beetles, bugs, without talking, communicate. Right. And... So, yeah, who knows? You know, your cells and your bodies do that. And so you have all these cells now communicating, but to whom? Right. Which is a head scratcher. Yes, absolutely it is. I'm going to say that last scene was still like a what? Yeah, (laughs) this is could be trouble. I'm so confused with this because Augie pops up, walks in his room Asks for a certain program to pop up. And why is Cynthia on his screen? Yeah. Yeah, apparently, I don't know, he's in love with her. Did they have a thing? I mean, we don't know. I think so, but yeah, we don't know. But yeah, either he's massively obsessed with her or yeah, he's had a thing with her. Oh my God. What? Yeah. And the only thing, he made one comment to the captain about how great a scientist she was. And that was the only clue out there that even hinted that there might be something going on between Augie and Cynthia. Right. And I'm like, okay. 
That's weird and random. Yeah, and possibly could ruin everything that Lomi did. We'll find out. Oh my gosh. Well, what do you guys think is happening? What will happen? How do you feel about the season? If you've binge watched it all, let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y. You can shoot us an email or Twitter or, oh my gosh, there's so many ways. Facebook, Tumblr. Go to our webpage, www.fangirlzone.com, and you can hit a contacts page. My gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> and uh, all the links are there. There we go. I got it now. <laughs> and just let us know how you feel about this. It's just so strange, all this stuff that's happening. So while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us at, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Let your friends know about the podcast, about the show, about the craziness that is apparently the short story and this episode of Sci-Fi Talk. Uh, so for Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Oh, look, another tooth performing my own autopsy. And until next time. <laughs>